0: Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE. Oh no, is it everywhere? No, sure, stay and sort that out. We can have dinner another time. Amazing. Whether it's cancelled plans. (laughs) Get in the kitchen and calm down. Or the need for a quick, convenient distraction. Introducing Goodfellas Mini Pizzas. Four mini pizzas made with respect that cook in 11 minutes. Goodfellas Minis. Embrace the unexpected.
1: Welcome to the BloodandMud.com podcast, everybody. It's episode 98, the post-Lee Goes to Murrayfield episode... Nothing much to say about that, really, other than that, really.
2: um, <laughs> I thought this was all going to get very Weekend at Bernie's or something. Then, for a minute, <laughs> no. But...
1: No, it is episode 98. It is after a quite eventful weekend, so there's plenty to talk about. Mm. Um, I am Lee Calvert of bloodandmud.com, the editor and host of this, jointly with the gentleman over there, who is... <laughs>
2: Uh, Josh Gardner of RugbyShitWatch. dot com.
1: I am bang on point and on form this week, and you can get in touch yeah. with me at Blood and Mud on Twitter and Lee at Blood and Mud. dot com, and there's a Facebook page and so on and so forth. And how do people get in touch with you, Josh? At uh, Josh
2: Gardner at RugbyShitWatch. RugbyShitWatch. dot com. Uh, yeah.
1: Uh, you can get in touch with the pod. I've already done that bit. There's uh, You can get finders on Acast, on Apple Podcasts. You can do reviews. You can do all of that. You've probably turned off by now because this is just so maladroit <laughs> I don't even know what to do with myself. So I do apologise. <laughs> this is what, what
2: happens I... when you go north of the border. You just so come I back. back with this, yeah, I got
1: back this on the dreadful threader, like...
2: sense of ennui. I
1: got... <laughs> yeah, I've seen the promised land that is Scotland and I've had to come home and I'm now all oh. flattened. Deflated is how i describe you yes. today. Just... yes. Anyway, yeah. let's do let's reflate and let's do um, the. This well, is not even a word. Let's do the play <laughs> reinflate, just inflate. Yeah, yeah. Just let's just do. Think. Let's come on. Let's start as we always start with a player spotted. Okay. Yes. Uh, Mark Perkins has been in touch via the Facebook page, and he says, while stopped in a red light in the Saint Germain area of Paris a couple of days ago, Ooh. I do stress he said stopped at a red light, yeah, not stopped in something else about like the red light. He said at uh, an area of Paris a couple of days ago, I spotted Dave Ward of Harlequins waiting to cross the road with what was presumably his girlfriend stroke wife. He was only wearing a jumper in the piss-wet drizzle, which I quite admired, and was clearly looking for somewhere in particular as he was glued to his phone, presumably following Google Maps. I couldn't help but notice that he resembled a rather beefed, roided-up Johnny Sexton. Striking similarities indeed.
2: See, I was thinking that about... um Oh, what was his face? The... Ireland winger uh, Jacob Stockdale is a spitting image of uh, oh fucking hell Ellis Jenkins Wales flanker
1: yeah I can see that just slightly
2: inflated version of Ellis Jenkins which is weird given that one of them's a winger and one of them's an upside flanker but there we are
1: I mean Dave Ward can't find his own jumpers in the line out from two feet away so trying to actually find a place in Paris in the drizzle while he's wet good luck to him I mean
2: mean, it's amazing that he's wearing a jumper to have found it in the first place to be honest (laughs) so
1: We've all been there, haven't we? Trying to look at Google Maps while it rains on the oh, screen. God. And then it, you so can't often. move it because of all, yeah. the, all the spots. And uh, Shall we start with some news? There has been news? There has been a bit of news today. Monday oh, tends to be wow. a news day. But first one, a bit of terrible news, really. Uh, do you remember Sam Jones? He have been retired because of the England judo plan a couple of years ago or a year or so ago.
2: Oh, yeah. He broke his leg when yes, they were doing judo. I
1: told you did it, I believe. yes. We don't know. Reports are unclear as whether he told you stood over and clapping and cheering after he'd done it. Wow. But wow. I doubt it. I'm not insinuating that. That's a terrible thing to insinuate. But apparently he's been advised to retire now. Jesus. Which is really, really awful, isn't it? That's, fucking, that's genuinely awful. Oh, I mean, but... to be honest, I don't blame the judo thing. These things happen in training. It just seems particularly... Tra- it, could happen, it could have happened in any part of training. This just yeah. seems particularly it's tragic.
2: Just, it's just all the more ridiculous that it happened in a silly, like... Semi-debatably useful bit of training
1: that. Oh, that's horrible, actually. Ew. Fucking. Hell, Speaking oh, of that. a horrible, semi-debatable, useful bit of training, England are training with Georgia <laughs> this week.
2: Yeah. Well, he said he. I don't know why this is such big news because he basically said he was. You wanted to do that before the start of the tournament, didn't he? He said yes. he wanted to get in with. He wanted some scrum practice in the. And they were thinking about Georgia because they.
1: Because they couldn't get. Eight live bears to scrummage against in Georgia. Well, best yeah,
2: one. and also it's like, well, who else is going to fucking scrummage against them? Nobody else in the Six Nations. <laughs> no, exactly. So, yeah, yeah.
1: While we're on sort of England stuff, Cipriani's leaving Wasps, destination unknown, as we sit here.
2: Yes, I'm guessing France or it's
1: going to be abroad, isn't it? I can't see. Yeah, back to sale maybe. No, back
2: to no. sale maybe, or you know, never rule out Bristol in all of these things.
1: That's true. That's true.
2: <laughs> because I wouldn't rule out Russell about signing anybody.
1: Well, I think but France or Japan. How old is he now? Thirty. I
2: can see what he did he went and played for the Rebels in Super Rugby. He doesn't, doesn't mind travelling, so does he? He doesn't mm. mind travelling. I could see him go to Japan. He'd be a good fit. I'll tell you what, he was he was tidy for the Rebels in Super Rugby, and I think if he was with a less shit team, he'd be a good fit.
1: Hmm. Delve went there as well, didn't he? Was a funny he time. did,
2: he was very good. He ended up rebel's captain if memory serves.
1: Uh, yeah he's always oh, quite an impressive guy Gareth Dell. funny I right. always he's liked good him on the radio. always thought I always got thought, thought brain, he should play
2: you know. it a lot more for Wales than he did but he did get injured a lot
1: and his dad was the uh, strongest man was he really or I did like not that. know that he was a, he was a strength yeah. athlete
2: yes. I can believe that yeah
1: uh, right what else have we got then in terms of news France or at least half of the France team were not allowed to fly home from Edinburgh.
2: Yes. Are they? Have they actually? I don't know if the last idea. <laughs> they want to be questioned about some some uh, with...
1: rumpus in a bar the night before. Yeah,
2: they were literally on the plane on the tarmac, and the police were. So, I I envisioned the police chasing after them in a sort of nineties action movie style, <laughs> you know, <laughs> blues and twos down the runway, yeah. leaning out the window with a megaphone saying, "Stop that plane!" A bit like Speed, but with more big lads.
1: Really. Yes. I think it a was plane, called obviously. The Plane. They couldn't slow down, yeah. Um, <laughs> but, um, yeah, so they've been the last flight. We don't know what the out-, out shot of it is, so that's how good our new service is, by the way.
2: I don't think anybody does. I mean, it looks like they got into, as you say, a bit of rumpus in a bar in Edinburgh last night. Apparently, some of the players got injured. Presumably, some of the not players got injured as well. <laughs> um, and yeah, just classic, classic France, really. Let's be honest.
1: It was, yeah, which we'll come on to a little bit more later on, I suppose. Yes. Um, last bit of news. I don't know if it is news yet. I just want to play it anyway. But Vitz University captain was on... Uh, this was sent my way on Twitter by a person who's... I've not recorded the name. I'm very sorry. You should have... <laughs> I am going to say, you should have done something about that. No, I should have recorded <laughs> your name. It wasn't your fault. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, anyway, the Wits University in South Africa's captain is a gentleman called Constant Beckling.
2: I mean, that is one of, quite literally, my top five favourite names ever. Yeah, it
1: sounds like a chronic lung disease. (laughs) Yes. I've got constant beckling. There's no no down for me. Yeah, but he's in. (laughs) Um, He was very, very happy with his (sighs) side's win last week. Now, if you see the video, please look it up if you haven't seen it. He's a massive man with a massive beard. However, Uh, he talks uh, like an excited nine-year-old, which is what I particularly like. And he also refers to a gentleman's area in a way that made me laugh. Are you ready?
2: I'm ready.
0: We knew that we were here to make history. The whole week, that's what we told ourselves, and you know what, I'm so proud of the boys. Absolutely humbled, and the guys came out, they played with enormous testicles, and we absolutely did it. Fantastic effort, I'm such a happy captain. It's two weeks for you guys, two wins for you guys on the trot. We're too far here from here for the Bits team. Well, it's head down, building, we've got a lot of games still to win, we a lot of brave boys, and let's go shake this tournament up. Now, we've got a question for you coming over Twitter. It comes from Adam McGregor, underscore Nicholas. You worked yourself like a Trojan horse. Who is your Springbok hero that helps you move the way that you do? I would say it was uh, Skaltberger, absolute hard man, tough as nails, and a big brain to boot, humble guy, what a fighter. Just the same as you are bringing up your career. Congratulations. All the best for the week's end. Thank you very much, Jake. Brilliant. <laughs> I mean,
2: brilliant for the enormous testicles. <laughs> yeah. Point of order. You moved like a Trojan horse out there.
1: <laughs> Nobody could see you, literally. That well,
2: literally doesn't mean yeah. anything that he thinks it means.
1: Yeah, because it doesn't move, the Trojan, yeah. what the Trojan horse. What to roll in slowly then sit
2: there? Yeah, the Trojan horse was wheeled in slowly by some Greeks, and then they left, <laughs> and then it didn't move anymore.
1: Yeah, the Trojan horse would have been like all props in the 80s, basically.
2: <laughs> yeah, effectively. I, don't, I mean, a, a horse would have been fine. Yes.
1: Just a, a humble- horse. Yeah, he meant work uh-huh. like a Trojan, didn't he? And got himself yes. all mixed up. I do love yeah. that the, they're doing like Twitter shout-outs in the post-match interview. Let coming in from John yeah. underscore Johnson, and he wants to know.
2: Yeah, that's the thing that, that may be quite angry in that. Everything else is great. <laughs> yeah.
1: but... I did like the fact that he, he describes Schottberger as a massive guy on, on massive brain and humble too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I indeed. love that. I mean, it must be said, though. Do you think we need to find a way of describing that somebody did something well without referring to the gentleman's area? Yeah, like Johnny Sexton's good. drop goal the other week, right? Which was great. Yeah. Every single person on Twitter, and every and I might have been guilty of it myself. Every single media yeah. outlet had something to say about his his, his testicular area. Yes, it must be different, you know. It's lazy, is what I say. It's 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 a you know a bit sexist. Let's be well, honest. I mean, they are men, I suppose. I mean, I've got testicles, but yeah, yeah. Well, you know, it, as a, uni, you know... If what do you say when the a... women do it? Do you exactly. say they've got massive testes? They've, got,
2: they've got lady balls of steel. Yeah. You know, it's...
1: Yeah, that's not good
2: at all. No. No. it is. It's, it's all, it. We do need to find something that... I quite like the minerals.
1: Minerals Even, I like. Yeah, that's true, yeah.
2: Because yeah. that's not necessarily testicularly related.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't have to be, put it that way. Yeah.
2: Well, well, we you know, we have a platform here, so... What are your suggestions, listeners? Yeah. What should we say when somebody has got great swinging bravery, steel? Bravery, basically. Yes. Bravery, is, composure. Yeah, a, way, a way for, to describe bravery, courage, composure, and all of that stuff that doesn't involve doesn't, any genitalia yeah. at all.
1: That doesn't involve testing. Cajon.
2: And don't say heart, because that's just fucking
1: wanky. Yeah. We'll try and think of something as well. I'm not just putting it all on yeah. you,
2: to be fair. No, I'm not going to think of anything. They can do it. <laughs> By the time you started pulling your way yeah. around here, listeners. We didn't
1: get a modest amount of listeners to do all this work ourselves. Yeah. <laughs> so there you go. That was kind of some news, but it wasn't some constant beckling. Well done to is, you, What obviously. a
2: name. I've just Googled him. He is a delightful-looking chap. Yeah, massive, like, massive ten...
1: beard, but like a nine-year-old at a party who's had a yes. bit too much candy floss.
2: Yeah, he looks like somebody that would get a little bit beery and then just <laughs> accidentally trash a bar entirely... <laughs> entirely with no malice whatsoever just through sheer being large and slightly
1: always reminds tro- me the episode of the young big for life the episode of the young ones when they move into the new house and rick says to vivian isn't it nice to have a house that doesn't have the front door nailed to the ceiling vivian and vivian <laughs> says rick i've explained this before i had to i was drunk <laughs> 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 which is the only explanation that you need <laughs> right Indeed. then shall we move on to things that we've learned over the weekend oh. we have been educated in over the weekend yes. yes do you want to start or do we have to go to the most obvious place first I mean we might let's get it out of the
2: way shall we go on then England Wales yeah bang bang <laughs> like, <laughs> like yes obviously TMO had a howler should have been given
1: it was a knock on for- it was a knock yeah, on wow. people have put well, like you well, know super slow it? motion
2: yeah from a, well, on from that an angle I
1: couldn't see anything but it was a knock on and all no, so-
2: <laughs> that's the problem with that as well um, the reasons that you gave for giving it were entirely factually inaccurate, which was odd. Um, yeah, okay, it would have changed the complexion of the game. And it, while it seems absurd to me that Wales being more in touch at half time would have somehow made England better, which seems to be an argument I'm seeing. Well, it all of.
1: becomes conjecture, doesn't it? What you can That's say something. is that a try at that time would have changed the game a bit. We can't really yeah. say how, but, you know, five points yeah. is a big yeah, that the twenty-four minutes would have been quite big in that game as well. Yeah,
2: in a game that's decided by six points, potentially five or seven would have been quite a big deal. Hmm. But and it would have changed the complexion of the game entirely. Who knows how? You know, everybody on the red side of the bridge is entitled to feel very aggrieved. Not a lot we can fucking do about it now. But the fact of the matter is that the TMO should have got it right. The fact that he didn't shows once again that TMO is not fit for purpose. Um, ah. <laughs> you
1: know i'm it, not really sure right i'm not really sure that the tmo helps anymore no I i'm j- i not a big one for going back and i'm not a big one of saying weren't the good old days great and I'm, I'm all for getting things right but actually i'm not sure it serves the game because there's, there's a number of things it's taken away it's taken away the drama the mm-hmm. sporting drama of for me the sporting drama of it all so when you score you look at the ref, he makes a decision, then you can all go either bananas or call him a twat. <laughs> yeah. Or both. Yeah. You know what I mean? Whereas actually now it's, oh, he's given it, oh, no, he hasn't, oh, we're going in the air, oh, oh we we'll to Oh, oh, And all of that kind. Yeah. So actually there's something about, and what this is where the thing coming to the VAR in football, a lot of people aren't very happy about that, that it, that it ruins <laughs> the, the sporting the dynamic. Not hmm. even so much the flow. I don't think waiting's the problem. It's the emotional dynamic yes. and the emotional jeopardy is ruined. And I think that's what's not good. And actually, <clears throat> if you could say they get it 100% right all the time, then you might say it's the, a price worth paying. Thing, but actually, it? it's not, is they it? They
2: clearly don't. They clearly... The pro- I'd ra- I would yourself... have rather
1: the, the ref and the touchy then would have just gone, let's have a chat about it. What do you reckon? I don't think it's got... right. Fine. Let's... let's Whatever it was. Whatever decision they came to, I'd rather it was that. It was over. People can call him the blind bastard and we get on with it sort of thing.
2: It, it almost, and yeah, that's the thing. If, if he hadn't had access to the replay and hadn't then just, just gone, I don't think he got there, I would have gone, well, that's wrong, but. But you, you can would, understand
1: it when it's happened at that speed. That.
2: Yeah, you were to fucking know that.
1: Yeah, there'd be a lot more of, but I can understand from where you're looking at it that that's the best you could do.
2: Yeah, Rather than 100%. now,
1: people are getting it wrong and you're getting into these just. Well, it was a perfect example this weekend of the tedium of it all, really. There yeah. were disagreements, people then yeah. get the law out which yeah. is fine, people then start looking, obviously studying in great detail whether it was a knock-on or not and then there's a whole question about, well, if you're going to use the TMO why didn't he look at what he, what could have been a knock-on by Steph Evans if you're going to do it, then use yeah. it properly it just, I'm not That's, I come back to the point that I'm not sure how no, it benefits the game anymore No, which might no, be it, seen as a it, hot take, but I don't think it is actually, because I think if you look at the whole experience of it over the past just five tedious, years I'm not sure now, it's any it? fun anymore
2: well, this is why, I mean, I don't mean to be that guy again, but it just goes to show that my, I, my fix of the TMO fucking absolutely needs to happen. Because
1: if... You'd have to remind me what that is again.
2: Well, basically, that the referee in consult... Has a little word with his assistants, and then makes a decision. Has to make a decision, yeah, yeah. Has absolutely. to make a decision, and then if the TMO... If he goes there and says, that's a try... Yeah, but if there's any reason definitely...
1: I can't give that try... <clears throat> He'd have given it. Well, yeah,
2: exactly. And then again, when tries are being taken away and tries are not being scored because of the question that the referee answers, asks rather, and the limitations that that then puts on the TMO as a result, it's fucking absurd. Like, everyone should be either... I don't think... Either the ref goes, no try, and then the TMO goes, actually, mate, can I just have a quick look at this? Hmm. That's fine. Or if he goes, that's a try... And the TMO, TMO, like that's should, it. Should be like the like the NFL has too many fucking video replays, and they've got to the point where their game is their rules are so complicated that there is no think- wait. And that's where we're heading. We're heading to the point where rugby's the interpretation of rugby's laws is becoming so fucking minuscule and so like as you say, just it's the letter of the law defeating the spirit of the law sort of thing. It's like. All everyone's looking at fucking frame by frame slow motion. <laughs> it's replay. so
1: fucking tedious. This yeah. is not why we watch sport, everybody. No, it's it re- really, fucking, really
2: isn't. Really tedious. And I'm just like, make the fucking decision. If there's something there that is potentially dodgy, then the video ref I think can probably check, check it, and then say I want to have a look at that. And and only if he can find incontrovertible evidence that the referee's decision is wrong. I would say that's when you can overturn it. Otherwise, it's a fucking try or it's not a try.
1: And it's also like, you know, people. It seems so easy. One of the big things about Steph is about the, Steph, about the touchdown is that they're saying, you know, oh, well, it wasn't. There wasn't. Law 21B, and I'm not going to go over it, doesn't say. I'll be very clear about what it doesn't say. It doesn't say you have to really, really, really press it down, like a lot, no. with like both hands no. dead hard and stuff. It basically <laughs> says you have to just. have. D- Press the downward on the ball. Yeah. And if you look at it, yeah, his hand was on the side of the ball. You know, we're going to get to the point. I bet if you brought a physicist in and said, Where is the force applied here? Was any of it downwards? They'd probably say yes by some like incredible calculation. Because it was. And this is the yeah. problem. you end up where I do think people get fixed into an entrenched view and then work through it for it, like you say, frame by frame to go, Ah, look, it's see. I saw
2: a lot of that, because it was funny, because like obviously you had people on my side of the camp, and you know, most people... Yeah, you got right
1: into it, didn't you? I stayed well away
2: people with Most people with fucking eyes, it must be said, were on the side of, well, that's obviously a try, he's had a fucking howler. And then you could see, like, there were some people arguing with it, because, as you say, they had an entrenched point of view, which was that they did not want that to be a try. And then... It was funny because literally, like four or five hours later, those same people were coming back and going, "Ah, have you seen this? Have you seen this? Have you seen this?" <laughs> and it's like they have, as you say, this is how got, you
1: want your sport, isn't it? it really
2: yeah, this really is. is absolutely not how I want my sport. And if you if you want this your sport like this, fuck off. Genuinely, if this is what you enjoy for sport, which is arguing with people online about frame by frame fucking breakdowns of whether something was or wasn't a try or whether it was a knock on, just go and watch Curling or something.
1: Uh, curling because... fool, do you see that? You see uh, yeah. Mr. T <laughs> Mr. said he's Mr. watching T Curling. Anytime yeah. you think the internet pisses you off, then, then you get there's that. There's a little, Mr. There's T, a little you, chink
2: about yeah, just I will say, I've said
1: this before and I'll say it again. It's worth saying again. You know, if we're get to us if we're lucky enough to live a long life, Josh, and, and we're lucky
2: enough to
1: have young relatives who say to us who say to me, you know, I've got kids, I might have grandkids one day and they say, Grandad, what was rugby like in the seventies and I saw well Wales were dominant and they passed the ball around and it was wonderful. And what was Rugby like in the eighties, Grandad? Well it was, what was it in the nineties? Well in, you know, England got a bit better and all that And what was rugby like in the two thousand and tens, Grandad? It mostly involved people having incredibly soul splintering discussions over frame by frame video. Yeah. Mostly about fucking... whether people fell out of the air correctly.
2: Yeah. It was interminable fucking <laughs> slow mo replays analyzed beyond all realms and of sense. An absolute, and absolute,
1: and I'm guilty of this as well myself, but a massive army of smart arses trying to prove everybody wrong on both sides. Yes.
2: Yes. It, I mean, we are both comfortably ensconced in yes. the fucking Twitter Norse.
1: Smart ars category, yeah.
2: Yes, massively so. However, that doesn't mean that we can't see that it doesn't <laughs> yeah. really do a lot of good a lot of the time. No, I don't, It's just, it's, you know, oh, whatever, you know. I'm, I'm, there you go. I'm, Let's draw a line yeah. under it. We've done the it TMO Wales, thing now. It wouldn't be Wales-England without us getting shafted by the referee in some way. That's it. It's fine. However,
1: um, having said all that, sometimes the team that's a bit better just wins.
2: Yeah. It, and I yeah, think that's we, what
1: happened on Saturday, actually. Yeah.
2: Yeah, we weren't very good for the 65 let you know, to be honest. We were shite for the first 65 minutes of the game. The halfbacks well, that, were terrible.
1: I still um, can't understand that Johnny May try, the first one. Where yes. was the back three?
2: Well, I think basically, England's get, it was to do with both of those tries, to be honest, was to do with the fact that England had clearly done their homework on Josh Adams. Because it's not unreasonable to assume that a winger who's got... Let's not forget, Josh Adams has got less than 30 top-flight appearances. Full stop. Yeah, true. Like, he has played 30 games of professional rugby. Less than, in fact. Um, And they've obviously looked at his position in his defence and gone, he gets a little bit narrow. And so as the second that it was on, they just looked up and booted. Like, everyone's saying, incredible vision, incredible... It was great vision, and it was a beautiful executed, kick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But to do it twice means they've seen that in, and they've gone in broken play. He gets narrow.
1: But Armstrong wasn't game. at home either. They've been that well, they've been that up and under a, from Caret. they had about two phases of play. Then oh yeah, well two. they
2: they obviously saw that back three and went well. None of them have any
1: like. And that's my point about England team. being a little bit better. I don't think anywhere in yeah, the first five 100%. minutes would you find Mike Brown. And- oh. <laughs> Anthony no. Watson in such a dreadful position in a in a test no.
2: Well, you know that's the thing. You know, it was it was it's one thing after another with Wales in this six nations, you know. How many caps worth of experience are we going to lose before we hit rock bottom? Because <laughs> you know, Anskom would have been nobody's choice to be starting at fullback for Wales at the start of the didn't, tournament. He didn't happen
1: to get the shits or something, so he just was uh, Ill, he's, got a, he's got
2: an infection. I assume that he got some sort of cut in his foot in training and it's got oh, infected. Right.
1: So, uh, so not the shouldn't... shits then?
2: <laughs> no, he well, he might well have the shits if he's got some sort of bad infection, but uh, oh, yeah. yes. So, yeah, you know, I, I thought like it didn't help that either through. I don't know whether it was like them getting nervous or the game plan, but Davis and Patchell being asked to kick the fucking leather off it is not a game plan that either of them is comfortable with. Patchell because that's not his natural game and Davis because he's fucking terrible at kicking.
1: It does go back to Warren Ball 1.0 though, doesn't it? The big part was just give him the fucking ball back, make him attack from there, and we'll let our defence do the talking sort of thing, and we'll bully the especially before the breakdown laws were changed. The first change, well, the first change of about five years ago kind of changed that a bit. Prior to that, Warren yeah. Ball was more, I'll let you have the ball, mate, because you're going to fuck yeah. up with at some yeah. point.
2: The difference was, of course, that when Warren Ball did that effectively, the kicking out of hand was good, but yeah. the kicking out of hand was fucking atrocious. <laughs> and it just, all it did was just, it didn't relieve pressure at all, which is what that's supposed to do. It just invited them to run at new and exciting angles that are Splintered and probably knackered defence.
1: I mean, having said yeah. all that, <coughs> it's. I think it's impossible to overstate just how remarkable that England defence is.
2: Oh, they're fucking sensational. I it mean, was... the
1: sheer, I mean, the organisation is one thing, but the sheer. That's easy enough in itself. If you get, you can train enough and practice enough to get organised. But the sheer physical effort it takes mm. to maintain that kind of defence for that long is remarkable
2: absolutely yeah, remarkable it was it was attacking defense in a way wasn't it the way that you know yes. they obviously looked at that welsh back row and went yeah we can have them because you know there was there's no physicality at the breakdown there at well, all they
1: put nobody them. in the breakdown england for most no. of the game they just found out they just the...
2: smashed yeah. yeah they were just smashing them off but on attack and in defence, they were just being smashed off the ball left, right and centre. And it's, you know, the con- as you say, the concentration, the physicality, it was... The, the, we talk about Ireland's defence, but like...
1: Mm. Yeah, I mean, when they come together, I mean, I don't know what that's, that's going to be like. Well, yeah, I mean, that was probably... <laughs> You know, they might actually just not move. They might just both stand there for 45 yeah. minutes at England play Island basically. <laughs> well,
2: and let's not forget, aside from those two slip-ups in the first 20 minutes, which were entirely down to positioning mm. of players who probably have no business being there, like, that Welsh defence was fucking incredible as well, given yeah. that England had 60% territory um, most of the possession and spent a vast part of the game, sort of between the halfway line and the Welsh 22, they conceded two penalties all game.
1: That is pretty remarkable, yeah.
2: And made something like 200-plus tackles. And the England, and like, from the frustrating thing from Wales fans is if those two stupid switch-off positioning moments hadn't happened, England did not look like scoring a try at all.
1: No, at the attack faded fairly game. quickly. In fact, the whole game... I mean, it's easy to forget with all the TMO shit and all that. It was a fucking cracking proper Test match, that was. That is what the Six yeah. Nations is about. It was
2: game. fucking proper blood and thunder. Real
1: fucking commitment. Yeah. You know, don't really like each other very much. Really no. get stuck into it. Wales, I mean, the at second half, I was actually on the train <laughs> for the first half, so I was watching it on spotty <laughs> Wi-Fi. But I got into Edinburgh for the second half and watched it then. And I said to my son in the pub, I turned to him, I said, I said England haven't had the ball for about no. twenty minutes, they have not had the ball for about twenty minutes. Beyond maybe just box kicking something that's been recycled. Beyond that, they've they've not had it, and it was just such a good game of rugby. I mean,
2: yeah, Paul- and it was 12-6. and it's it's sort of you know it does go. It, it once again reinforces the notion that a game of rugby can be fucking brilliant with yeah very few points scored. You know, England didn't score a point after the twentieth minute. Wales didn't score a point between the whatever it is the fifteenth minute and the seventy-fifth minute. There and
1: was Wales yeah. nearly got. it was minute, a... nearly manufactured something for themselves until Sam Underhill came across, of course.
2: Yeah, which I mean, heroic. Yeah, but. It's It's not so much the tackle, it's the
1: speedy... It's the way he got over there. It's the way he saw it and the covering speed is unbelievable. I
2: don't don't want to be that fucking guy, but I've been saying for some time that Sam Underhill is the absolute future of England at open side, and he fucking is. I hated being right on Saturday. I really did. (laughs) But... it because it was an
1: unusual feeling. (laughs)
2: Well, yeah, I always feel whenever I see him play for Bath or England, I have a weird thing because I absolutely adored him last season when he was being brilliant for the Ospreys. And he kind of felt like one of ours because he'd come up through us. And it's, yeah, it's one of the first of many ridiculous things that he's going to do in an England shirt over the years, I think. He's just so dynamic and so physical and he's so quick as well. Mm. Like, he's just a proper seven. And
1: I mean, t- just to finish off in the defence. I mean, imagine poor Gustard had a very satisfactory sat evening. What does, what does he do, poor Gustard? Does he go home and like snog a wolf or something?
2: Uh, I imagine he does, something that, like that. He, ha- he gets a curry, the hottest one they've got. Yeah. And then he sort of grinds up some bricks <laughs> and then puts it on top of the curry and then eats it with like a naan made out of an old bin lid.
1: Eats it with a petrified wolf hand. <laughs> Yeah, It's, not, it's called a paw, those... isn't it? It's not called a hand, it's called a paw, isn't it? <laughs> well,
2: that depends if you're the Sun Wolves or not. <laughs> <laughs> that's,
1: very, very, very yes, out, out. that's very, very true. Yes, that's very, very true.
2: But yeah, I, I think from a Wales point of view, there were clear problems that I hated being right about. But, you know, Josh Navidi worked his ass off again, but he just got bullied by England's ball carriers were imposing on the weekends. Moriarty disappeared
1: Greek. as well. Yeah, I think. Well
2: he looks like a man who has played, you know, that's his second game of rugby since the Lions tour, a third
0: game of I rugby. I did like since the, the, the fact
1: that when Wales had that good scrum though and he basically chased the oh, players oh. down the field shouting at him.
0: <laughs> Pick up your phone while driving, and you might need to be picked up from work. Break the speed limit, and you could be breaking plans with your mates. Leave L or N plates off your car. And you could be left getting taxis for the next six months. So ask yourself, is it really worth it? Seven penalty points over three years will disqualify learner and novice drivers for six months. Steer clear of points, and stay on the road. A message from the Road Safety Authority. Oh no! Is it everywhere? No, sure. Stay and sort that out. We can have dinner another time. Amazing. Whether it's cancelled plans. <laughs> can get in the kitchen and calm down or the need for a quick, convenient distraction. Introducing Goodfellas Mini Pizzas. Four mini pizzas made with respect that cook in 11 minutes. Goodfellas Minis. Embrace the unexpected.
2: And a point of order, by the way. As I, you know, I, I said on Twitter during the game um, that as we have discussed on this pod many times before, clapping your opposition making a mistake yes. is the mark of a prick. Yep. And the entire English team... Basically, acted like they'd won the World Cup when Aaron Shingler knocked on in did, the English they? 22. They absolutely. Well, I th- did.
1: well, if I was to be devil's advocate a minute, it could be they were congratulating Farrell for the hit that dislodged the ball. But that's probably not it.
2: No, they were just <laughs> delighted, and, <laughs> and to a man, prick. That's fine. However, when you're ch- you're allowed to celebrate something that you've done, and Ross Moriarty was celebrating the fact that. Oh, yeah, I think that was fine. No, that's all
1: right. That beast
2: a couple of people on Twitter were like, oh, I was different to what England did. It's like, well, he's just done something, hasn't he? And also, just look at it. Look at the absolute aggro. And I also <laughs> love that on Instagram the next day, he posted a half-and-half half photo of his dad getting into a fight with a bunch of England players at Twickenham, and then the photo of him getting into a fight with a bunch of England players at Twickenham, and um, I'm just delighted at how aware of his legacy is.
1: In... Imagine how many sort of meet dads in some ballpark somewhere about twenty years ago. They yeah. got a bit aggro with Ross maybe getting a bit worked up and then yeah. realize, and then like went to say <laughs> something to him. one time. And, yeah, then, sorry, and then and then bad. then Paul had stand up and they very quickly realized they'd really written, they'd really written the ego yeah. had written a check, their body was nowhere <laughs> near able to cash as Paul Moriarty yeah. can walk it over.
2: I just, I, I'm continually, because he occasionally posts these, he obviously admires and loves he his loves dad a great dad yeah. uh, but it's just like, he aspires to be just as much of an absolute shithouse as his dad yes. was, and I think that's absolutely fantastic. <laughs> like, if you, you know, some players, you know, some dads want their sons to go on and do, you know, be different to them, to be better than them, <laughs> yeah. you know. Ross Moriarty just wants to be just as much of a cunt as his dad was, and I think that's brilliant. And he I has the physical attributes it. to do
1: it as well, which is helpful.
2: Uh, he's, yeah, yeah. That, when he was just screaming in Dan Cole's face, that was the <laughs> happiest I was all game <laughs> by
1: a country mile. Um, what else, oh, what, what else did I learned from that game? I, I think the Ford-Farrell thing is, is here to stay. I think, I, I, I think he'd have
2: a very hard job not doing it now, to be honest. And I He's think still by clear...
1: moving Farrell to 10, I think you lose something now. Oh, massively so. I think you need Ford's
2: ability to play it flat. But Farrell basically has become the complete
1: 12. He's like, found a bit more pace as well. I don't know if he doing a bit of training. Yeah. He looks a bit quicker to me. I don't know what that is.
2: Yeah, we're kind of sort of... It's... It, O'Farrell Farrell is effective, like... 12 months ago, I'd have told you that he was an excellent world-class player. Hmm who was probably a better 10 than a 12, but he was doing a really fantastic job of playing 12 at international level for a 10. And now, I'm since the Lions tour, really, mm. I mm. think he's changed his game. He's changed his body type a little bit. He looks bigger on top.
1: He does look a bit bigger on top, yeah. I, I,
2: I, I honestly think he's the best 12 in the world now. Like He's certainly up there, isn't he? I'd th- find me a better one, you know.
1: No, there isn't one. <laughs> I, I
2: banner? Ali <laughs> Brew, obviously. Well,
1: I mean. <laughs> whatever he chooses to play. But yeah, it's but like, like what do you, see? Complete... do you see? What... Sorry. He's the
2: complete twelve. Like he's passing, he's kicking, he's defensive He's physically Ooh. great, yeah. It, like Engine. as you say he looks quick He looks he, as quick he, yeah. on
1: seventy fifth minute as he does fifteenth yeah.
2: minute. He, he, and he's the difference on Sunday. On Saturday rather. You know, he was and un- without doubt. The, without Owen Farrell in that team, England don't win that game, I you
1: don't think. You see Paul Hayward on Twitter saying about him yesterday. <laughs> no. <sighs> you know Paul Hayward had that ridiculously hot take about the Six Nations is letting rugby... You see the headline? Six Nations is letting rugby down with the injured players. Rugby's being let down with its injured players. It was all nonsense anyway. Oh, but then this week, oh, yeah. he's come out and said, it's a good job that Owen... And actually, I don't, a lot of people reacted badly to this, but I actually quite like it because... Not like it, but he said... Isn't it good that Owen Farrell has rugby for him to let out his unpleasant side? <laughs> <laughs> and everyone, everyone's got a bit like pearl clutched about it. And how could you say that about somebody, especially because he does the joining Stringer. Jack, he does the joining Jack charity thing and all that, which is lovely. But actually, I think yeah, that's that's not an awful thing kind to of, say. That's kind everything of everything we've just said about Ross long... Moriarty is yeah. yeah. He's can you imagine if Ross Moriarty
2: didn't have rugby? He'd be in prison or something.
1: Like if he didn't have rugby to do all exactly. that shit? Because he couldn't be that lovely just, poetry writing just, polite no, lad that, if he didn't get on the is, field and do this. This is like that's just like a fundamental misunderstanding
2: of why like a vast majority of people who take up contact sport take up con Like you've got aggression and this desire to, you know, hit someone. Inside yeah, you, and so you, you channel it Quite
1: posi- yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah, you channel it in a positive way that says that you want to fucking, you know, go on a, f- and you do it within the whitewash, and you do it within some rules, and that's a way of basically channeling this aggression that you've got inside you in a positive. Like, yeah, yeah. Owen Farrell is a right prick on the field, but he seems like a very nice lad off
1: it. Well, he seems he can be a prick on the field. He's a, he's a he's yeah. a great leader, a great organizer, and <laughs> is yeah. a shit out at times. But actually, that is you tend to find the best players are, aren't they?
2: Absolutely, it's an edge, you know, and it's it's yeah. it's entirely the reason why most rugby players play rugby. You know, how many times have you read that interview with Oh, you know. My mother didn't know what to do with me, and so you know I was fucking a nightmare. And then I went and played rugby. Like, how many times have we all read that interview with a professional player? It's because that's what they do. Yeah, it's a good thing. Oh, honestly, some people
1: England, people Wales, say that i else?
2: feel clutchy as fuck. I know. Yeah, but... we're
1: meant to be the you know snowflakes. <laughs> I know. Oh, <clears throat> anyway, anything else in England Wales? before we move on? Um, I don't want to sound like sour grapey.
2: But do you feel like England' defence side are massively flattering to deceive at the minute? Because I just think I come back. I, Wales were very good in defence on Saturday, but I still come back to they did not look like scoring a try, aside from those two kicks, which were, you know,
1: they're not bad off. It's that thing we said the other week. I think... First phase. They're getting there with the first phase stuff because Jones is marvellous <clears throat> with that stuff. And they're getting yeah. there with that stuff. What they're not too good at is manufacturing. I think that's why Jonathan Joseph came in. So I think he yeah. looked at... Jones looked at that Scott Williams's performance in defence last week and, yeah. uh, against Scott I and thought they thought, thought I, I, need, else I need something that on. isn't just up and down. I need something you can... And you saw Joseph was doing that manufacturing something from a standing start, which is what he does. He did that a couple of times. But to answer your question quite quickly, yeah, I still think it's a problem that they can't... Which is weird because if you go back to the Wales game, was it last year, two years ago, when they won it in the last minute? Yeah, When Ford it. caught the ball and went to then give it to Farrell and then it was put it yeah. in the corner. That was a classic example of manufacturing something in broken play. The players hmm. are there to do it and I think there's something about the more they play together. I still think 13 is a question that needs answering maybe. Maybe that's what it is. Maybe.
2: Because uh, I just think, like, I mean, they're obviously a very, very good side and a very tough side and a very re- resilient side. But, like, their default is to just kind of be very fucking
1: morose on I don't think attack. Mike Brown helps. I'm sorry to... Go. No, In that, no. And I don't mean that. He added it oh, on no. OK game on Saturday. What I mean is, is that I think any team that's genuinely, creatively great has a fullback that can do that job. Yeah. And, that's, and obviously he's decided that's not going to be the case with him because I think Mike Brown's got this job now to the World Cup. Unless oh, it yeah, goes wrong. Then. Um, but unless you get unless you get your back three involved in the game that isn't just by the touchline or catching a ball to return it, then you're not going to be a truly brilliant creative team, I don't think. And no, there's also the issue fair. about that a better support running back row as well. But it's all work in progress, I think. But yeah, mm. to answer your question, if, if I'm not given... I'm not despondent about it, but oh, yes, God, no. it's still it's still an issue.
2: I think um I think I was just I was thinking if you put Stuart Lancaster's England, like pre World Cups, hmm. Stuart Lancaster England team against that Wales team, missing half their squad and all their Lions, like at hmm. Twickenham, I think they'd have won that you know, Lancaster's England team would have won that game by about thirty points. And I'm not saying that England aren't a better team now, because they are. But they've a you know. lot
1: you know, a lot of the same players. The Jones team might win more games. But that kind of game, the Lancaster team probably would have won it a bit better, a bit more convincingly. I know what you mean. Yeah,
2: they just uh, uh, and it, the weird thing for me is that it's basically <laughs> the same team. Oh, it is. Yeah. You know. Yeah. It, it, aside from playing Farrell at twelve, it's it's the same side. It's it's that's weird to me. Anyway, but yeah, from Wales' point of view, I think the back row needs looking at. Because I don't think it works. But imagine, against, imagine
1: it, Warburton and Falateo in that side. Well, you can't, you, know, you can't lose those. No team can lose those two, and it no. still be okay.
2: And ironically, I think that one of the things that that back row needs for balance, like it could be fine as it is. It could have Moriarty at eight, and it could have Shingler at six, but it needs someone at seven who's a bit more abrasive. Hmm. And Navidi, God love him, he's trying his arse off. He's just not big enough and not mean enough to assert himself at the breakdown in the tackle in the way that a big la Tipperick will be alright against Ireland, I guess. You like England's breakdown work got like they were England were having to throw a lot more men into the rucks as soon as Tipperick came on. Because even you know, how many times have we talked about Tipperick's shortcomings as a test seven before on this podcast? But still he's got the experience and the intelligence to know how to slow the ball down and spoil it. And I just, I think about that island game in a fortnight, and I think they're going to look at that and go, oh, so the only the way you absolutely new to this Welsh team is to send a load of fucking big lads over the top. Oh, good job we've not got infinity fucking massive back rowers to help here, isn't it? And yeah, it's it's yeah.
1: But it, you know, time is it marching on.
2: Yes, let's not
1: talk about another game.
2: <laughs> no, surely not.
1: Is there another game this weekend? As a more general point, because I was I was at Murrayfield as well as I said. you were, on Saturday, and so I got it, it. Is nice to actually see a game, see the whole pitch. You forget how good mm. it is to see the whole pitch when you play. <laughs> yeah, and can I just say that generally speaking, I think Wales. Uh, this picks up on Wales is <clears> that <throat> what I learned is that drifting attacks are the scourge of our game. Oh God! Yes. So many times, uh, Scotland at the weekend just drifted, and drifted and drifted wide, and it looks nice. It looks nice. But, but
2: all you're doing is reducing the amount of space that you've got to play in. Hugh Jones
1: it's... cut an angle, and it changes everything. And I don't mean just yeah. for the try; he was cutting angles pretty yeah. well. Most he is games. the
2: only one there who could fucking hit an angle. That it's is almost like it's not it.
1: coach. He just goes, "I'm just going to run this angle and call for it." You know, it's yeah. just it, and but it's just so easy to defend when you just drift it, and even when you have an overlap, if you keep drifting, they'll just keep pushing, and it's fine. Mm. And it just it's amazing how often it happens. And I think Wales are guilty of it as well. Oh massive. The other thing with Wales as well is is that oh god like it's similar to drifting every single well how often did gareth davis actually call any kind of carrying runs off him none none i can't think of a single time that it happened every single time it went seven ten meters out yeah which just played absolute i mean that england defense is brilliant we've said it but it's always going to be brilliant if they have opposition that just continue to do that yeah, because no, they weren't it, putting people in the rook, and the only way you could pull them in was by driving through the middle again and again and again. Yeah. That's well, where Moriarty to, could have had a better game, you see, if he yeah. was used like well, that.
2: It comes back to what we've said about Gareth Davis a lot of times on here, which is that for all of his physical ability and for all of his capability to occasionally have a brilliant game, he lacks that sharpness of thought and understanding and a reading of the game and an ability to adapt Hmm. The and you know Reece Webb out there would not have been fucking shoveling the ball on for seventy minutes or however long he was yeah. on aimlessly to his fly off. Who
1: yeah, I don't want to go back know. to the Wales England game. It's more the general point that there just seems to yeah. be everyone is playing, and, and I'm not talking about earning the right to go wide. It's more just people are just going too <clears> wide <throat> all the time. Yeah. you can go wide early. It's fine, but not if that's all you're going to do. It becomes a very easy it's thing. To
2: very do. easy. It was clear, you know, in that Wales game that England had had looked at Wales the week before and gone, oh well, the first thing that they do is they des- they try to ship it wide instantly. So we're going to do that umbrella thing, cut mm. off the line of supply. Well, that's what between... their
1: defence tactic is. They did it. Yeah. you know, they run out at ten and twelve yeah. very quickly.
2: Yeah, and they basically stopped Patrell from getting it beyond Hadley Parks or Scott Williams, and then. Wales had absolutely nothing on on the offensive side all game.
1: And Scotland was guilty of it as well. And if they do that against England in a couple of weeks' time, it's going to be a problem.
2: Yeah, no, I think for all of the happy, happy, joy, joy that was around Murrayfield yesterday, that was like the most flimsy, tattered, been through the swimming pool four times band-aid on a fucking massive problem. Because I just think Scotland, they scored... A couple of tidy tries yesterday but for 60 odd minutes of that game they looked shite with the ball uh, in hands yeah they looked clueless
1: it was just just keep going left and right until something happens and maybe hoggy or manufacture something which he did a couple of times Um, yeah
2: there was no there was no pattern to it there was no no and there was no sense that they were building some way in a you know there was thought behind it. Even it was, it was like you say. There was just, a couple of
1: times there's... when when they they won some penalties in the twenty when they got to the twenty-two where you could see what they mm. were trying to do. It, there was a, like two yeah. one way, and they were keep going. There, there was some of that, but that constantly trying to play out their own twenty-two. Mind you, though, every time they gave the Finn Russell Finn Russell the ball to kick it, he he had the full toe of their own job. didn't he? the ball was going all over it's the fucking place,
2: fucking shot like.
1: You know it's bad when think... your scrum half gets pushed to ten, don't you?
2: Well, exactly. I, I... Like. <laughs> Glacial Greg is apparently, like, it was, what, it was a year we've had now of Scotland looking like they were ready to move on from, like, <laughs> having a tiny slow man with the delivery of a pensioner on Mogadon at nine, but apparently they're fucked without him again, because they lose that game without him yesterday. Massive, oh yeah, massively. Massively so. It, and, yeah. you know, it's he's 32 years old. If he any gets if he gets any more Glacial, he'll be... Like playing fucking walking rugby.
1: So, I did like, feel sorry for him when he covered for that second Teddy Thomas try though, because he'd done oh, everything God. right and the ball Bless just you him. know, God, love me. It so and that good. was that was right underneath where I was sitting, and I don't oh, I really? even saw it on the camera. But as Teddy Thomas touched down, he literally went up on his knees wow. and punched the ground about three times yeah. no, in, in a like, massive view. What,
2: what could he do? He sort of got there just about in time. There was nothing. Was kind of that. hoping, no, just... he was kind of hoping it. Oh, uh, it was awful. But yeah, it was. I just think it's just like a backward step for them because there were times on Sunday afternoon where they looked like that Scotland team that didn't score a try in like a year <laughs> or whatever it was again. Like, Scotland have looked like that for a long time. And, you know, last week in Cardiff, they were shite. But that was just kind of like uh, a full court, all over brain meltdown from everybody not called Amish Watson. But this week they were a lot more. To you know, they won the fucking game. <laughs> you know, let's not beat around the bush. But they well,
1: they weren't ahead until seventieth minute, were they? They were behind the game until about seventieth yeah. minute. And, and, uh,
2: and it was. You know, it's very easy to sort of get swept up in. You know, having a big comeback and and you know all the composure they kept and all it together, the together to be fair. They yeah, keep they it kept together. it and you know obviously mentally they're better than they were. But you know, fucking hell, that's. If I was a Scotland fan, that's not the sort of Scotland performance and way of
1: playing that I'd want to see. Like they got the carriers going a bit better. I mean, we finally, oh, yeah. fa- we finally found what David, David Denton, Denton is useful Holy for. Holy shit! Yeah, like remember we found what Duncan Weir was good for coming on as a blood replacement and whamming the ball for sixty meters and then going straight back off again? That's <laughs> we found what David Denton is good for now, which is coming on in the last fifteen minutes to do some effective yeah. carrying. And you know, it's, it's not a bad thing to be good at, to be honest. Yeah.
2: him and him and Ben Toulis. Having a disgraceful fucking haircut, off.
1: <laughs> Yeah, yes, true. Grant Gilchrist worked hard. Actually, maybe you, I don't know if you saw that on the telly. You worked very hard.
2: Yeah, I, I, I you know, I, I sound like I'm being down on Scotland being France <laughs> home, which is nothing to, you know, be sniffed at, because France were actually, you know, not absolutely shambolic.
1: They were better than last week, yeah, and they looked a bit yeah. fitter as well. I thought they get they didn't look anything like as tired.
2: No, I mean they still, like, basically got to the last fifteen minutes and went <laughs> nah. He's and not, they, unless
1: it's not, a work in progress.
2: Yeah, and let's not forget, they did have an elderly man with cottage cheese between his ears at ten for most of the game. Was, and yet somehow they're like, when's, when's
1: it gonna happen? When's it gonna yeah. happen? Oh, oh there, there it is. There it yeah. is. The fucking
2: cat flap offload sho- on time. <laughs> I, showed, on I showed
1: my son the volley video when we were oh. waiting for the game start. So they started box season 10. Why? I said, have a look at this. He didn't stop laughing for about 10 minutes. What's
2: that? But... Like, but fair play. Like, I, I do think that France... I mean, eventually somebody's going to stop Teddy Thomas doing what that Well that I just Well, I said
1: he's got a force field, hasn't he? Because he's not doing anything else that makes it look yeah. like he shouldn't be tackled. I, mean, I know he's a bit of a jinker, but... You know, it's, you're looking. You're very going, why quick. He, why? But, yeah, but he's not very quick when you're two feet away from him when he's starting uh-oh. running, which is basically... I mean, three of them missed him for that first tackle. It was unbelievable. There was a bloke <laughs> behind me at Murrayfield who was trying to analyse what had just happened, this Scottish guy, and he went, and he went I mean, look, what? It's. He's... What? It's just utter shite! <laughs> <laughs> He's like, Yo, man, do you want to come on the pod, of feel I say it to you? Yeah. <laughs> you
2: seem like you're in our wheelhouse Yeah, I'm here. trying yeah. to
1: explain it, but actually, no, that's just utter yeah. shite.
2: No, and uh, eventually that's going to stop, and I don't really know how France are going to score tries without Teddy Tomer Well, They weren't and
1: creating his... anything. I think Lamarat had one decent break from. i have not actually watched the game. This is all from memory from being there. Lamara had a decent break. Beyond that, again, they weren't looking like doing much. Again, they put nobody in the ruck really, certainly for the first half an hour. They were finding across the field all over the place. Yeah.
2: But that, and that's the thing they 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 obviously there's progress there. Like their defense has always been good. Their set piece has always been good. They look a bit fitter. They. <laughs> The players that they're playing don't look quite as fucking shambolic as some of the players that they were playing. You know, they're they're picking athletes.
1: Now, well, Jalbert getting injured ruined everything, I think. And This was I meant to be does. the start of something new, wasn't it? With with Machinot yeah. next to him to help him along. Yeah. This was meant to be something that would move forward. And then, of course... Although you did But it's symptomatic uh, of France, isn't it? That basically, you yeah. lose a 19-year-old, and your next best option is a bloke who's not played for five years. He was always borderline inexplicable anyway. Well, exactly,
2: although it did mean that you got to have a bit of Baptiste Saran I did action. A bit of
1: Baptiste, yeah, full 40, full who, 40 minutes as the text worked.
2: Who, the text who worked. was very good. Again. He was, but, you know... Yeah.
1: yeah. His hair's <laughs> kind of what? platinum now. He's gone from blonde to yeah. kind of platinum look. It's beautiful. Yeah,
2: it's it's just billowing, I'd say. <laughs> yeah, I see it's a... But no, it's, uh, there are shambles at times still, but and like we said, in the last 10, 15 minutes... The way that they fade is, is alarming. But there's seeds of something there, I think, that isn't a depressing farce. And that's <laughs> got to be progress
1: as far as fans are concerned, you know? What's, what's your outcome measure for this year? Not a depressing farce by October. <laughs> <That's it. laughs> Magnificent. Perform,
2: yeah, performance thing. Performance met. appraisal. Yes.
1: Yeah, the, um... But no, it was actually, it was a really, again, a really enjoyable game. It's a very were no t- they were all good games. The, the, front, the first half of the Italy game, I was thinking, this is just the fucking worst ever, but even that perked up a bit. What I will say, yes. what I did learn of going to Murrayfield, one is that there's no concourse with bars on it. They're all outside. I didn't realise that. That's obscene. When you go into the stadium, there's only toilets and seats. Everything else is outside. There's kind of an outside concourse. And only one place that was serving tea, which is no good for me.
2: It's... it's- scotland like in the
1: third world or something i don't know it's just very odd yeah i thought well, i'll go up to me seat and i can get a drink but it was uh, it was kind of not judging by some of the houses you walk past when you walk the murray field it's definitely not in the third world but yeah, um, I know. and also you know the they play far too much music
2: yeah well that's evidence from the they, telly and, isn't
1: and it? obviously the 500 miles thing but then they had a brass band on before who also played 500 miles it's like seriously how many times can you play 500 miles also, what you don't see when all that music's playing, I don't know if you have seen it, but on the, the big screen, they have a, a, a computer cartoon Nessie in a kilt doing a jig dance.
2: That's unfortunate.
1: Which is, Pad, Paddy said, why well, have they got a dragon on the screen? He said, I said, I think it's Nessie. He's like, oh, I saw that. <laughs> but yeah, all in all, a lovely experience. You've really got the atmosphere. The anthem is amazing. That, that when yes, they, it sounded
2: incredible. On the Saturday, being there yeah, when
1: they stop the music and the, the crowd takes over is <laughs> truly unique. Truly unique.
2: Yeah, it's, uh, and yeah, it was a good game. A very enjoyable, very entertaining game. Good try, scored. Dramatic. It's dramatic. Yeah, always nice to see. I also Greg. love how
1: I love Greg's face when they win. Oh, he's he's, he's on. great value when when his team wins, aren't they? Isn't he?
2: He is. It's 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 sort of a weird little like he, he's still surprised, you know. <laughs> <laughs> like he's never going to get used to it. A little winning. bit
1: happy, a little bit baffled.
2: Yeah, it's like that sort of look of absolutely joyful disbelief. I yeah, love it.
1: Um, anything else from Scotland, France? Uh, no,
2: no. I think that's probably it. Uh,
1: do we Italy, Italy, Ireland?
2: I mean, the biggest thing for that, from an Ireland point of view, I guess, is injuries. Mm. Robbie Henshaw's done for the tournament just dislocated
1: his shoulder or something. Yeah, It looked like that. Act, again, I was watching on spotty Wi-Fi. It. Yeah, he just landed yeah. with his arm underneath him, didn't he? Yeah, just...
2: it was nasty. You could tell instantly that's a bad one. Um, Tiger Furlong came off after a few minutes. Apparently, he's okay, but yeah, it's it's. They looked Ireland looked irresistible at times on attacks. Keith Earls, Keith Earls has got
1: quicker. I'm sure of it. He's having a very good season. I keep he saying looks it like... every week, but he is. Mean, <laughs> yeah, Earls He's looks he's reborn look, in many ways.
2: Over that first like five or ten meters, Earls looks quicker than he's ever looked. I think, and it's causing massive problems because he's got that sort of burst of acceleration that I don't think pe- many people are capable of sticking with, mm. to be honest. And he's, but well, me, fuck me. What can you say about Italy aside from a bit of defiance at the? In the second half, where they scored a couple of tidy tries. To be I'm fair, it
1: could have been eighty points if it was f- a few years ago. They did actually yeah. co- try the best to come back.
2: Yeah, they didn't throw, and that's you know, fair play to them. They didn't, they didn't throw the towel in, but they still got you know, damn near sixty points put on them. And
1: the is very short. Did you know that?
2: Yes, he's like five eight or five nine. Or yeah, something
1: and, and ITV told us fifteen yeah. times in the first ten minutes that he's didn't. Uh, he's, the, the elegant variation was: this is how tall he is, the diminutive fullback, <laughs> and all that. Just basically, just kept on and on and on and on and on. And, on. and Devin Toner, six foot ten, and on and on and on. And
2: on. Devin Toner, who I love like, Minotzi, though. Another him. week
1: of me loving. Oh, him. I
2: love it. According to Wikipedia, he's five foot eleven. That's not that, that top, short. That can't be right. He doesn't look
1: five eleven.
2: He's five eleven and twelve stone, which is hazardous to Maybe it's just twelve stone health. and makes him look smaller. Maybe how tall is Matthew Morgan? Because he looked literally or hill-
1: figuratively literally five <laughs> eight, figuratively about two foot tall. <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah. Matthew Morgan's five eight, so yeah. I don't. Th- he didn't look bigger than Matthew Morgan, but I do fucking love him. Like yes, just delighted by him. Like and I do it.
1: like that Bonnie mainly because of the juxtaposition between how decent he is in at attack to the absolute total fucking shambles. Oh, he's in a defense. shambles.
2: Isn't he? <laughs> but like. I, I honestly move over Baptiste Saran, the new king of my heart, is Maseo like Because I think of the, the fact that he's like this bright spark of like quick feet and swerving hips in such an absolutely dog shit team. Like if he was like English or Scottish or like a Kiwi or whatever, I don't think I'd be nearly as delighted by him. <laughs> but it's the fact that he's like every bit of his sort of swerving, jinking, stepping body, is just desperately trying to just make something in this team of absolute fucking horses, <laughs> And he's just, oh, he's, everyone around him is just shit. And there he is, just like, I'm going to do it, I'm going to step in, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to beat the first time, and oh, there's nobody for me to fucking offer <laughs> no, it. I'm
1: giving away Fine. a fucking penalty again.
2: Yeah. Oh, I love him. Absolutely love him.
1: Oh, he's great. And actually, yeah, the second half was... Pretty entertaining it was quite entertaining.
2: The first entertaining. half was, the first he, half was, was boring, like, unless, unless you in, were Irish and enjoy watching your team. Speaking
1: play, of jinking, did you defense. see that? Did you see Jordan Lama put the Italian defender on his arse oh, by geez. doing two steps in a space of about yeah, three absolutely
2: feet? Absolutely, shat himself. <laughs> that guy. He did not know what was Ball happening.
1: Ball into hands, step, one way, step the other way. Yeah. He just. I think literally but, his nervous system shut down. The defender he just yeah. collapsed on the floor. <laughs>
2: that was literally all that he did, aside from. <laughs> like getting himself horribly out of position for one of the Italian tries, but in that was enough for me to just that's go, enough to go stick with him. Yep, yep, <laughs> <laughs> definitely play him. That's
1: what our sports about, not fucking yep. frame by frame, tedium with the TMO. Yes. I want to see somebody
2: step so quickly from one foot to the other that the opposition tackler basically reverts to a pre, yeah. you know, t- state, does <laughs> to just...
1: a giant amoeba on the floor. Yeah, the, uh, the um. <laughs> He's yeah, Jason Robinson esque is what I would say. Massive, so. that, you know, that kind of jump in the air that nobody knows quite know which direction you're gonna yeah, go in.
2: It's it's Christian Cullen, it's Jason Robinson, it's Shane Williams, it's fucking box office.
1: It's hyperbole is what it is. Yes. But we're gonna keep exactly going with it. it hyperbole Stand forever. When's the, that ever I've gone been, wrong before?
2: Let's not heap pressure on this twenty one year old kid who's never played a fucking
1: Have you learned anything m- else on yeah. the weekend before we move on?
2: Uh I've learned that Rugby is pain and misery, but beyond that, <laughs> not a lot.
1: You haven't learned that this week, though, have you? Well, I, was, I was
2: reminded <laughs> of it. I was taught yet another lesson.
1: Before we leave the Six Nations for this weekend, <clears throat> then, uh, we've got the Fantasy League updates very quickly. Oh, Super Brew, Super Brew. More people I'm joining familiar. all the time. We've got up to hundreds of players now. Uh, a big move of 18 places up sees Duarte's team, with uh, the, which is Sanfer- San Fermin Rugby Club. 431 points in total. Another big mover is up to third, nine places, is Living Navidi Loka, which I I want them to win because of that, really. Fair
2: play, yeah. I mean, if I can't win, then I definitely want them to win.
1: Uh, The big, big winner this week, with the biggest score this week, is Conan's Feisty Starlings.
2: I mean, yeah.
1: Who've jumped up to seventh. Wow. uh, I've dropped down to 14th, which is actually better than I thought, actually, because I had Anthony Watson, not Johnny May.
2: Yeah, I've uh, I've gone tits up as usual. It I think it's been a, a big. I'm I'm, in, I'm down to seventy first from <sighs> being. I didn't have a very good weekend, mainly because I started Sam Simmons. And, yeah, I stopped and with Steph, Sam Simmons. And, yeah, and Anthony Watson and Steph Evans. So, and Sam, and it Sam Simmons was,
1: is is it did so <clears throat> badly this week that he's out of the squad entirely. Is he really? Out of the 32 to, to go right. to the Georgia train. Oh, yes. Because Nathan uh, is back.
2: And they've called up Sam Moore from uh, Sale.
1: S- as an apprentice. Which, the traitorous fuck. <laughs> <laughs> oh, is he Welsh? He's Andy Moore's son. Oh, God, yes. Yes, I remember that now. So yeah. I remember who just clicked who he is.
2: Or is he Andy Moore's nephew? Uh,
1: it's
2: one of those, anyway. Wales wanted him in the Six Nations squad, and he said he'd like to keep his options opened, and now he's gone to uh, to join up with England. So, uh, yeah. Last to thing you, to
1: mention is that Hung Hung, sorry Hugo Mongoose and his team, the excellent Dingoes, moved up 150 places this week. Jesus. Oh, that's a hell of a leap, pot pickers. So there you go. Thank you, everybody, for playing along. It goes on. You can find us on Super Brew, com. It's the blood cut. Co- it's the... Group called bloodandmud.com. dot com should be quite easy to find. If not, yep. you can you can pop me a Twitter. <clears> I'll
2: come and show up. me how terrible I am at fantasy yes. rugby.
1: Moving along,
2: yes. We do shit watch? We should because let's face it, Pro Twelve happened and Premiership happened this weekend. Even though nobody gave a fuck, um, <laughs> and in it, uh, the newly minted holders of the challenged the Blood and Mud challenged Cup. Yes, uh, the Kings. Our new Shitwatch watch trophy. Um, they travel to Ulster as part of their little. They're doing a little mini tour of uh, Ireland and Wales over the next couple of weeks. And uh, and well, it started 10, very well, didn't it? Fifty nine ten is about what you'd expect your first game <laughs> as uh, holders of the Challenge Cup to go. Really, uh, yeah. A little little fact for you: the last time that the Kings won a game was the eighth of July, twenty seventeen.
1: That's not quite intraviso level when we started this those years it's back in. It? And the there. best
2: and the best part is about that, that they've barely had any time like it's not like they've had a big summer break. They were playing in July
1: until like August.
2: And then they started playing again in September. So aside from like three weeks in August, they effectively have been playing every week ish. And yeah. It's just not. Osprey's up next, though, so I'm sure they'll win. Um.
1: (laughs) Strap yourselves in, people, for the long, long ride.
2: Maybe, or maybe they'll beat the Ospreys next week. They're not going
1: to beat the Ospreys. Come (laughs) on, you can't be that pessimistic. Um, I really hope
2: not, but I've been wrong. wrong. Well, I'll say
1: it for you. They're definitely not going to beat the Ospreys, (laughs) so, you know, calm yourself down.
2: That's fucking home. I would hope not, but here we go. So yes, there we go. Uh, you know they they have it. They haven't won a game since last July. I'd quite like them to not win another game until next July because I think that would be funny. But yeah. not if
1: not Trevizzo if Treviso didn't King's manage fan. a year, did they? We only started to see Treviso would go an entire year without losing, and they yeah, didn't. and they managed like eleven without months. winning even.
2: Yeah. yeah. So let's be, you know, I'm sure if a Kings, if you're a Kings fan, it's not happy, and not you know, it's not a record that you particularly want. But I've seen photos of your stadium, there are no Kings fans, so (laughs) fuck it, let's go.
1: They're mythical beasts, like Nessie dancing in a kilt.
0: (laughs) Uh. Pick up your phone while driving, and you might need to be picked up from work. Break the speed limit, and you could be breaking plans with your mates. Leave L or N plates off your car, and you could be left getting taxis for the next six months. So ask yourself... Is it really worth it? Seven penalty points over three years will disqualify learner and novice drivers for six months. Steer clear of points and stay on the road. A message from the Road Safety Authority. Sports Social Podcast Network.